This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Deanna Bartolini, an author, speaker, and retreat leader who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. Hello, everyone. This is Deanna Bartolini. Today's podcast is going to be a little different than our usual selections that I bring to you. I'm going to do a guided meditation on the crucifixion and death of Jesus. I'm going to base it uh, using the Gospel of Mark chapter 15, if you want to follow along in your own Bible. And I'll be interspersing it with some thoughts and comments, questions for reflection as we go through. So let's set the stage. So Thursday, Jesus celebrated the Passover with his apostles and then went to the Garden of Gethsemane where he was arrested after being betrayed by Judas. And all night long, he has been in front of the people being tried, being mocked and ridiculed. And also Peter denies him three times at that point. So all night long, everyone has been awake. Everyone has been up. No one's gotten any sleep. And they finally decide that they really don't know what else to do with Jesus at this point. And so they're going to bring him to Pontius Pilate. And so that's where we begin. So we're going to begin, as I said, Mark chapter 15. As soon as morning came, the chief priests with the elders and the scribes, that is, the whole Sanhedrin, held a council. They bound Jesus, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. Pilate questioned him. Are you the king of the Jews? He said to him in reply, You say so. The chief priests accused him of many things. Again, Pilate questioned him, Have you no answer? See how many things they accuse you of? Jesus gave him no further answer, so that Pilate was amazed. Pilate was amazed. He was amazed because Jesus gave no answer as he was accused of so many things. The people who accused him twisted all that Jesus had done, all of Jesus' miracles, all of Jesus' healings, all of Jesus' parables. They took what was good, holy, and true and used it against Jesus. In our own life, we probably don't twist the good Jesus has done for us, but do we see it? Do we notice the gifts? Do we speak and share the truth that he is the Lord of our life? Do we ever act as if Jesus has a place in our life when we need him? When we don't need him, we act as if he's not there. Pilate may be amazed, but he continues on with his agenda. Pilate wants to satisfy the crowds, so he releases Barabbas. Has Jesus scourged? and then hands him over to be crucified. Go back to scripture. Now, on the occasion of the feast, he used to release to them one prisoner whom they requested. A man called Barabbas was then in prison, along with the rebels who had committed murder in a rebellion. The crowd came forward and began to ask him to do for them as he was accustomed. Pilate answered, Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? For he knew that it was out of envy that the chief priests had handed him over. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to have him release Barabbas for them instead. 
Pilate said to them again, Then what do you want me to do with the man you call the king of the Jews? They shouted again, Crucify him. Pilate said to them, Why? What evil has he done? They only shouted the louder, Crucify him. So Pilate, wishing to satisfy the crowd, released Barabbas to them, and after he had Jesus scourged, handed him over to be crucified. What have we done to satisfy the crowds in our life? It may not have been in front of hundreds of people or even in front of one person, but we all have done things to satisfy our need to be liked, admired, or maybe just maintain the status quo. We've done things that have gone against what Jesus wants us to do. We've done things that go against how Jesus wants us to live. Bring those things to your mind and ask Jesus to forgive you for them. The soldiers led him away inside the palace, that is, the praetorium, and assembled the whole cohort. They clothed him in purple and weaving a crown of thorns, placed it on him. They began to salute him with, Hail, King of the Jews, and kept striking his head with a reed and spitting upon him. They knelt before him in homage, and when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the purple cloak, dressed him in his own clothes, and led him out to crucify him. You in the crowd waiting to see what will happen next to Jesus? Are you watching as the soldiers lead him to his death, wondering how this man, who has done no wrong, is now going to be killed. They pressed into service a passerby, Simon, a Cyrenian, who was coming in from the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to carry his cross. They brought him to the place of Golgotha, which is translated place of the skull. They gave him wine drugged with myrrh, but he did not take it. Then they crucified him and divided his garments by casting lots for them to see what each should take. It was nine o'clock in the morning when they crucified him. The inscription of the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. Jesus is now on his cross, nailed to it like a common criminal. It was nine o'clock in the morning. It is now our time to look upon Jesus on his cross. What can we say to him? We love you, Jesus. I can't imagine the pain you are in right now. Your suffering is hard to watch, but I want to stay with you. I hope my staying helps you. I think it will help me. I think it will help me be less selfish, less angry. I think it will help me remember that you love me. I think it will help me love others the way I see you now, loving me, loving all of the people whether they have loved you or mocked you, you are giving up your life for them. They wrote King of the Jews to mock you, but Jesus, you are my king, the only ruler I want to follow. With him, they crucified two revolutionaries, one on his right and one on his left. Those passing by reviled him, shaking their heads and saying, Aha! You, who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself by coming down from the cross. Likewise, the chief priests 
with the scribes mocked him among themselves and said, He saved others. He cannot save himself. Let the Messiah, the King of Israel, come down now from the cross that we may see and believe. Those who were crucified with him also kept abusing him. Can you imagine abusing Jesus while he was dying on the cross? How the people mocked and treated you while you were dying was beyond terrible. And yet you said nothing. You spoke not a word against them. You fulfilled your father's will and prepared to die for us. At noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. At three o'clock, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lemak sabachthani, which is translated, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of the bystanders who heard it said, Look, he's calling Elijah. One of them ran, soaked a sponge with wine, put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink, saying, Wait, let us see if Elijah comes to take him down. Jesus gave a loud cry and breathed his last. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you, for by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. The veil of the sanctuary was torn in top, in two from top to bottom. When the centurion who stood facing him saw how he breathed his last, he said, Truly, this man was the Son of God. Lord, we know that you are the Son of God. We cannot offer you enough thanks for dying for us. There were also women looking on from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of the younger James and of Joseph, and Salome. These women had followed him when he was in Galilee and ministered to him. There were also many other women who had come up with him to Jerusalem. When it was already evening, since it was the day of preparation, the day before the Sabbath, Joseph of Arimathea, a distinguished member of the council, who himself awaited the kingdom of God, came and courageously went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Pilate was amazed that Jesus was already dead. He summoned the centurion and asked him if Jesus had already died. And when he had learned of it from the centurion, he gave the body to Joseph. Having brought a linen cloth, he took him down, wrapped him in the linen cloth, and laid him in a tomb that had been hewn out of the rock. Then he rolled a stone against the entrance to the tomb. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, watched where he was laid. And just like the women watched, and just like the women and your apostles waiting, now we too wait with Mary, your mother, with Mary Magdalene, with the apostles. We wait for the stone to be rolled away and for you to come out of the tomb. We wait for your resurrection. We wait knowing what happens. And yet though we know what happens, we still wait in stillness, in quiet, in prayerful contemplation, pondering all you have done for us, all you continue to do for us each and every day. There are not enough words to give you all the glory and praise and thanks for dying for us. We pray that you know how much we love you. We ask you to be with us and help us to love each other 
as you love us. Your death gives us new life. Help us to embrace it fully so that we, like you, can do our Father's will. That's the end of the meditation, my friends. I hope that it blesses you, and I hope that it serves you. There is no not lukewarm challenge today, because really our call this day is to just die to ourself as Christ died for us. So I will be with you again next time. Until then, may God bless you and keep you in the palm of his hand. Thanks for listening to the Not Lukewarm Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please subscribe or tell a friend or leave a review. You can find all show notes and links on notlukewarmpodcast.com. That's also where you can find links to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. If you have a topic that you'd like to learn more about or want to tell me how the Not Lukewarm Challenge went this week, please send me an email at Bartolini at mediaangels.com.